welcome to the Carpe Fide podcast. Can you say it? Okay. Go for it. Welcome. Welcome. To the Carpe Fide podcast. Yes. (laughs) Say it again. Welcome. Welcome. Say welcome. Welcome to the Carpe Fide podcast. Good job. Wasn't that just, that was just so wholesome. What a cute way to what a cute way to jump right in! Oh my gosh, just so adorable! It's just we need to save it with adorableness. That was Waverly Willow Gruber on her Carpe Fide podcast debut. Yes, that was her. Car- yep, and I'm sure decades, decades more to come. My beard is soaked with my tears. <sighs> it's really gross. I don't think that's tears. That looks like crumbs from lunch. Happy tears. Oh, oh, oh. And Chick Fil A crumbs. All right, uh, <laughs> this is episode 101. Today we'll be discussing some goings ons on the Capitol Hills in reference to the. Uh, social media and its influence on children. We'll then connect that to a recent study by the CDC about teen suicide and general teen angst. And let's face it, get off of, don't let your kids have phones. Just don't do it. No computers in the room. the CDC though? You know what? I mean, no, don't trust the CDC. <laughs> no, the answer is no. Uh, we'll, we'll also then look at how that, you know, there's also a thing called the TikTok ticks, if you were unaware. It's a real thing. It's like, <laughs> it's like a whole disorder. And uh, we'll uh, we'll just get right down to it and how that uh, that's kind of affecting um, everything uh, with a really stupid article from a person who needs a lot of help in his own family. And that'll be how we'll do this. Uh, we'll get to the reality of what it's our culture is doing. Confused person. <laughs> Issues with uh, everything. Everything's an issue and everyone has a disorder and everyone needs help. And the reality is they need Jesus and objective morality and truth coming from God. And it's really, really helpful. It brings meaning and purpose and... Uh, Anyway, let's not get ahead of ourselves. (laughs) Let's not, yeah, get ahead of ourselves. I Um, thought there was a different way to say that. Nope, that's it. Putting the (laughs) cart before the horse. Uh, Let's not put the cart before the horse. uh, Let's see if I make sure I get these right. Um, Tuesday, February 14th, uh, which, you know, if you ever need to not celebrate Valentine's Day and you want to celebrate something better, it's also my birthday. (laughs) It's a way better holiday. Happy belated. Thank you. On Tuesday, February 14th, the Senate Judiciary Committee committee held a hearing uh, that was focusing on how they could address the harm that social media is, uh, is the harms of social media on uh, kids children teenagers um and so they had uh several people come in uh the founder of an organization called log off uh emma lemke hopefully i'm saying her name right emma i'm sorry if i butchered it um just her whole organization focuses on you know helping parents realize that children become very dependent upon social media and it's and it they need it for validation and how we can't let that happen we have to pull them away from it so uh, she did some she did a lot of talking at simultaneously we have so many um we have so many things going through the courts um uh we have a parent uh parent named april 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 i'm gonna say april april dorsey she's currently french is is french she's currently suing facebook um uh for uh the fact that her 13 year old uh, daughter, daughter became addicted to the platform and then began losing sleep and ultimately tried to kill herself. Oh, well, that's horrible. Uh, another parent, uh, Jennifer, and I'm, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, this is just sad, but I'm really gonna try. Jennifer Kautzalfticus. Uh, she's wow, she's is, suing <laughs> she's wow. suing meta platforms and Instagram on behalf of her 14 year old daughter who developed anorexia and binge eating disorders after becoming addicted to the platform. Um, so all that's happening. All while also. Um, uh, 
the so this would be like the twenty second, I believe, twenty second or twenty first. But the Supreme Court um, is hearing is hearing this case that's surrounded um, Meta and Snap Incorporated. The, basically, they're they're determining uh, as they're weighing the the ruling whether or not they the um, these platforms can be liable for for the harm that they cause or or the harm that is caused through the platforms, which basically is they're just addressing Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. Um, they're, they're, you know, a platform or are they a, an actual news outlet or an editorial agency? Like, so there's a whole a whole slew of stuff coming down the pipe here. And this all has to do with the reality that there's obviously something that social media is affecting children. Now, we're gonna, we can talk more root causes later, but this is like the context <laughs> into which the CDC released this data. <laughs> they gave a big old, big old data dump from a study that they have. Um, and the data shows that- Nothing you, like taking a good old data dump. <laughs> yes, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the the data is showing that U.S. teen girls are in crisis with an unprecedented rise in suicidal behavior. Not just suicidal behavior. They found a whole bunch of things. Jesse, why don't you run through that list? I will run through the list. Or speak through it, because running through it is not going to help you. You'll destroy your computer. If you and, <laughs> and I don't like to run. So. <laughs> All things that would... Yes, agree. Yes. Alrighty. So to this absolutely uh, eye-opening, jaw-dropping very concerning list so um, first things first among girls uh, from these from these from this data dump among girls 30% said that they have seriously considered attempting suicide which is double the rate among boys and that is an increase uh, of about 60% from 10 years ago so 30% of the girls said that they seriously considered attempting suicide and I do want to say that this this does involve a lot of survey data. So we're talking about self-reporting, which can often be not always as reliable as, like, you know, blind blind trials or observation-based science. I thought it involved a lot of cartography. <laughs> yes, the mapping of the... Yeah, the surveying? Yes, no. Of not, the land. Yeah, they don't have that little fancy thing on the tripod where they look through it. The no, little, they don't have that. The, la- the laser beam? Nope, not that at all. Gazer beam? Nope. Rest in peace, gazer beam. Yeah, because you dead, Gazer Beam. Y'all oh, dead. Poor Gazer Beam. You yeah, sacrificed tried. by yes. well, flame, so, flame, so, flame man, flamey hair man. Self-reporting surveys can uh, just can be a little skewed. Yes, you should uh, always hire a professional before you survey anything. <laughs> this is so true. And always call before you dig. <laughs> what are you <laughs> saying right now? 211. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. just keep going with the list. Oh, my uh, additionally, gosh. almost 20% of girls reported experiencing rape or other sexual violence in the previous year which is also an increase over previous years. Well, uh, probably good to point out that that doesn't actually inherently equi- equate to <clears throat> like charges of rape. This is self-reported reports, reports of rape. Again, self-reporting, experiencing now, rape. rape or sexual violence. Yes, or other sexual violence. Uh, additionally, almost half of LGBTQ students said they had seriously considered a suicide attempt. Which turns out, statistically, is also something that people with anxiety and depression uh, do. So, carry on. Um, More than a quarter of American Indians and Alaska Natives said that they had seriously considered a suicide attempt, which is higher than other races and ethnicities. Yes. uh, Alaska is a cold, cold dark place they, they love tiktok in alaska that's that's not their problem those alaskan natives i'm just saying that specifically i don't necessarily blame tiktok for this particular situation oh, okay all right 
Ironically, one of the only countries that allows a sovereign nation to exist inside of its nation sovereign national borders is America. That's just ironic. Oh. Anyway, well, what about the what about in Uruguay? Yes, well, the Uruguayans. Yes, I thought they were the the Uruguayans. Gaia, Uruguayans. <laughs> anyway, continuing the list. Um, additionally, um, feeling. so feelings persistent of persistent sadness. sadness and hopelessness affected more than one third of children of all races and ethnicities, and increased over prior years as well. Which is to say, children feel more persistently sad and hopeless. That would be what persistent sadness and hopelessness would be. <laughs> Which is exactly what happens when you rob them of any objective reality or morality and God. Uh, additionally, fresh air and other social interaction. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. That's right. All this comes out on the heels of, what was that? What did we do that thing? It was called a... Kufid. Oh, Kufid. Yes. Kufid. Um... <laughs> Already, so I'm not. Reading, I'm not reading that point. It's just a summary of all the other points. Yes. So here, here it turns out the article went on to say, "quote But isolation, online schooling, and increased reliance on social media during the pandemic made things worse for many kids." Mental health experts say, "Really? Thank goodness you're here to tell us that." I would love to know who gave them the grant for this research that came to this obvious conclusion. Here's a bunch of money. Why don't you give kids surveys and see what they say? Thanks. Thanks, government. Thank you, CDC. Uh, to quote to quote the article, uh, the results quote reflect so many decades of neglect towards mental health for kids in in particular," said Mitch Princeton, the of the American Psychological Association. He's their chief science officer. He went on to say that suicide has been the second or third leading cause of death for young people between ten and twenty four years for decades now. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. I remember when we stopped really talking about that for a long time. Yeah. And about that, how we just became silent on those topics for a long time. Yeah. I remember this whole thing. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. It was called the Columbine shooting. It was a school shooting that happened out in Columbine, Colorado. And uh, basically the entire focus of that for students afterwards was bullying and mental health. And that, uh, you know, just Google it. You'll see that it happened a long time ago comparatively. So I feel like if we've been talking about it for decades... But we haven't been addressing it for decades, and yet money's being been poured into it for decades. And in fact, it's like the whole focus of the past decades that perhaps that statement is a little faulty. <laughs> just maybe. Right. Well, I mean, like every year, let's just be honest, every year they're adding more anti-bullying and more sexual health and prevention and more of all of these services and classes and education for these children to the point where nobody's reading at grade level, but boy, do they know what consent is, you know? Yeah. They know and how to use like the here. Tell us on a scale of one to all 10 with these, with these different space faces, how you feel today. Yes. 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 They know how they know how and where to get an abortion and they know how to put a condom on, but they can't properly perform math equations. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I do not think, I would I would venture to say I would wager no small sum to say that it is not because of a lack of focus on mental health or sexual health that these things are happening. One of the things that's interesting to draw back onto the idea of social media, Princeton, the the American Psychological Association Bruce chief Springsteen. science guy. <laughs> I was wondering why that, Mitch, why that last it's name. Mitch Princeton. I know it's Bruce Springsteen. It's not Springsteen, it's Princeton. It's no S and G. He needs two letters. He could be there. Uh, he noted that anxiety and depression tend to be more common in teen girls than boys, and pandemic isolation may have, may have, could have, possibly exasper- exacerbated that. <laughs> Maybe, possibly. Uh, but it's just interesting because teen girls have been running to social media for validation. Uh, for a long time. Yeah. And 
and well, I mean, yeah, for a long time, it's gotten, I would say, exponentially more obvious now that we've had social media settle into such this just innocuous mainstream every second situation it is now. Would you say that it's exacerbated? Oh, I'd say it's uber, uber exacerbated. Yes. Yes. Uber, uber exacerbated indeed. Yeah. Well, yes. Um, <clears throat> Glad we're going to walk away from this one. Yes. <laughs> I am done mashing up words. <laughs> when we, when we, <coughs> sorry. Oh, are you okay? The made up words caused oh, me to no. choke. <laughs> oh, no. I um, hope you choke on it. <laughs> <laughs> this is so the second episode in a row. We have the federal government investigating how social media is affecting teens. We have the federal government and the CDC also coming out with how teens are just depressed and sad and, and life is meaningless and pointless to them. Uh, and connecting the two, you know, they're just stuck on social media so much so that during the pandemic we had a literal condition called the tiktok ticks which is fun to say it is very fun to say it is so fun to say i think they made it that way so that people would be happier when they found out that they had it yeah exactly basically tiktok is just a world of instagram reels that's the whole idea of it and life has lived in these small tidbits of the tiktoks and it's just videos all the time constant scrolling videos next video next video next video and besides repetitive dances, apparently there is like uh, a very large, um, uh, what's the disorder I'm looking for? What's the Tourette's? That's it. Uh, Tourette's community on there that does like videos and like, and so that, that's also a thing on TikTok. And between the repetitive nature of the dances, uh, basically teens were developing Tourette's like syndromes because they would, they spend too much time on TikTok. Exacerbate. You could say it was exacerbated. exacerbated. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> Ex- Uber exacerbated. <laughs> you could say that if you wanted to, by the uh, the pandemic. So COVID nineteen is being cut off from all social media, and it yeah. basically you know, basically yeah. turned into a uh, what uh, you would call mass hysteria, or what Harvard Medical would re- re-term a social sociological disorder. It's just called mass hysteria. It's just yeah. what it is. This reminds me of uh, in a Christmas Carol when when. Uh, when Ralphie goes blind, he's like, whatever did this to you? It's like, soap, soap poisoning. <laughs> it's, uh, yes, TikTok ticks. TikTok ticks, exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> What's interesting is uh, what they've noted to come out of the pandemic now as children are returning back to life. Uh, <laughs> one article put it this way. Perhaps as striking as the wave of TikTok ticks is how quickly it has receded. As teenagers have resumed their pre-pandemic social lives, new cases of the ticks have petered out, and doctors said that most of their tick patients have recovered, (laughs) illustrating the expansive potential for adolescent resilience, or, (laughs) just going to hypothesize here, or... Kids just stay off of social media. (laughs) It's not okay. I have never thought to use the term resilience to characterize American adolescence. No, no. Resilience like, would not be the resilience word. Resilience is like... Uh, like As a former adolescent myself, <laughs> <laughs> I would probably not choose resilience. Yes, and certainly something they don't do well is recover from neurological disorders like instantly. <laughs> like that's not a thing they do, right? The researchers are like, well, I... I know correlation isn't causation, but <laughs> in this case, it kind of looks like it. I mean, yeah, they're so resilient. Or they just don't, they're not spending 90 hours a week, you know, the, just toning it down to 40 hours a week on social media has really dramatically helped their TikTok ticks. <laughs> like, gee whiz. 
Anyway, all this to say, <laughs> social media is incredibly pervasive. It is dramatically impacting a culture in which we are not passing on any sense of meaning or purpose to the younger generations. We're actually instead telling them that whatever they feel or think and are determined to be truth is that it's just reality for them. It's truth and reality for them. And that's probably the biggest irony of how bad social media is. It gave the kids TikTok ticks. You know, I, I heard that there was a really I heard that there was a really high correlation um, with the ticks beginning when they see videos of uh, Governor Phil Murphy. That's when they started it, really. I don't know if that's for the teenage girls, but I get ticks really when I start. As soon as he starts talking and gives me that fake smile, I'm just like, ah, 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 my neck. Ah, the shivers ah. come on. Yeah. Like yeah. It's real, the whole room gets cold. Yes. Kind of, kind of like... Um, like the, the remnants of death. of Yeah, like when, I, when, when in the sixth sense, like you see dead yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. that. It's like yeah. weird like that. Something weird like M. Night Shyamalan situation. Yeah. Something weird. Um, Bruce Willis was dead the whole time, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he was. It, did you just ruin that for everyone? Everyone that hasn't seen it. Oh man! You know what? There's a there is a more there's like a a distance from movies. You don't get to have spoiler alerts. It's been like thirty years. Get yeah. over it. The, the whole reason we do spoiler alerts is because people can't handle like it's like the fear of miss. It's like the it's like uh, people can't uh, FOMO fear of missing. Yeah, out. it's like the fear of missing out. Like the, it's like we need trigger warnings and all this stuff. It's because you're all too sensitive. Get yeah. over yourself. Yeah, this it's is just not a, this it's just is not a, a safe place. This is not a safe place. It's just okay. a movie. Not a safe place. <laughs> Welcome to the Carpet Fide Podcast. Not safe place. Not if the safe. shoe fits, wear it. And if the truth hurts, you bear it. Uh, what's interesting about the TikTok ticks, <laughs> still fun to say. So fun uh, to say. Given the correlation we're seeing with social media and the dramatic lack of meaning and sadness in adolescents' lives, um, is that resilient adolescents? Well, ironically. How you get rid of, there's nothing you can do for TikTok ticks. It's not like Tourette's. There's no extra medication. What you need is simply cognitive behavioral therapy, which is basically you need to stop doing certain things and start doing other things. That's all. That's basically in a nutshell. Cognitive behavior therapy basically says, um, yes, I see that this is the problem. And here's how we're going to stop this problem. <laughs> we're going to not do this and we're going to do this. And I'm going to help you think through how you're going to do that. Um, so more or less what we have here is the reality <laughs> that so many things could probably really be helped in our society if we just like took responsibility for ourselves and didn't live online and parents parented and children realize that when they, they do something, there's like consequences. It's like, it'd be like so real amazing. life consequences. It would be mer amazing. Yeah. It's almost like now that, now that we don't have to wear the mask. Now we've just got to get the kids to come out from the mask of social media. Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> I got you on that one. I don't know. Anyway. That's <laughs> why they call it Facebook, because you hide your face with the mask of a book. <laughs> what are you saying? Pod the mask. I'm going to go to Asbury and speak at their revival. Mm. That's how motivational I am. <laughs> or wherever that is. I don't know what that is. You don't know what that is. Anyway, this brings me to the article that kind of just ties this up in a just a tidy little ball of our culture. <clears throat> Noah Berlatsky is the writer of this article. Um, 
and he writes for all over the all over the place. Salon, Slate. Um, he, he writes for a lot of different resources. Salamander. You can find this souvenir. Uh, this is on this this particular article I found on Yahoo.com. Oh, but he's Yahoo written for well. he writes he writes for major public. He's not a nobody. He does things. Um, and sadly, the picture of him in his article is kind of so funny. <laughs> Anyway, oh, is this here's the, last, the title. Is this the last article? Yeah, here's the title yeah, of it. Yeah, Actually, yeah. I didn't give you... I don't think the link is right in that, so I do apologize. Anyway, I'll, I'll fix that. But the title of this article is, My Wife is Bisexual and Non-Binary... <laughs> that's words. And Non-Binary, and My Daughter is Transgender. My Queer Family Helped Me Better Understand Myself and My Masculinity. Nothing helps you understand masculinity like confused people around you claiming they're things that and they're I, not. I feel like all this is is the highlighting of our culture becoming completely subjective. And the reason why we're finding that people do struggle through a great many things. So here's what he says. First, my daughter came out as transgender, which is to say his son, biological male, believes he's a girl. Okay. Then follow, follow, connect the dots, people. Right. Then, my, then my bisexual wife. All right. So what we have is he married a woman who was a woman and gave birth, as women do, to a child who was a son, biological male. Um, the woman identified as bisexual, which probably caused some interesting conversations inside the house structure. Generally speaking, generally speaking, generally. <laughs> uh, then the daughter comes out. I'm sorry, the son, the biological male, comes out as transgender, which is to say a trans female or a biological male that thinks they're a woman. Now, the wife is is coming out as non-binary, which I'm seeing a trickle, a, a pattern here. I'm seeing a feedback loop here. Now, you go on to find out that the trans female is also a lesbian, which is to say... <laughs> Which is to say, it is a biological male that's attracted to women. women. <laughs> <laughs> the now follow this follow this through for me. The bisexual wife that came out as nine non-binary goes by she/her is married to a man and has given birth, which is to say, just a woman. just a woman. <laughs> Why a woman. are we? doing this i think it helped him understand his masculinity because he's just like oh boy nothing makes me want to be a man more than all of this junk happening around me okay my 19 this is from the article (laughs) my 19 year old daughter last month invited her mother to see the queer comedian chris fleming which if you're funny you don't need the qualifier my wife was thrilled our daughter still live our daughter still lives with us but she often communicates in brief grunts as she scurries down to her basement lair emerging only to let in friends and forage for chicken nuggets she doesn't often include us in her social plans it sounds like prehistoric spongebob that's, that's I, what they're describing right i now. was not invited on this excursion because i wasn't a fan of fleming my wife has tried to explain his appeal he's so funny she says my wife and daughter's love for fleming is rooted in another commonality they're both queer, except in practice. <laughs> except, except it's a man that thinks he's a woman that likes women, so he's just a man that likes women. And the other one, it goes by she, her pronouns, but says that she's gender fluid and says that she's bisexual, but she's married to a man and had a son. And it just seems like a normal family, except for all of these other absolutely asinine things that are happening. <laughs> My daughter is transgender, and my wife is bisexual and non-binary. As the boring, cisgender, straight guy in the family, I just don't get some of the aspects of queer culture. 
I try to take an interest, but your demographic destiny sometimes rears up and says, that's what he wrote. He literally this wrote is that. high quality. This this is public this education is at its a, finest. A literal, literally a professional writer, believe it or not. Can I just point another irony out? Demographic destiny. Yeah, I guess we are we are a crappy culture. Go ahead, Jesse. I'm sorry. Yes. So so his wife is bisexual. Yes. And non binary. Yes, that's correct. So Yeah, but keep if, going. But you're if you're there, bud. bisexual. Yes, right. Good. So so yep. that would mean that yeah, you're getting it. That you're choosing between one yep. of the two. That's correct. Right? Yeah, you're nailing okay. it. Okay, but then if you say that you're non-binary, uh-huh. you say that you're none of the two. Well, <laughs> you're you're there now. <laughs> Welcome to the rabbit hole, my friend. <laughs> so wait, you're on the inside of the TARDIS now. We need you're, to. You're seeing behind the curtain to the wizard. <laughs> we, let me recap this just one more time for our listeners. Yes, yeah. yes, go ahead. This man, yep. who now has a fresh sense of clarity regarding his masculinity, doing well, uh, has married his wife, who is a woman, and well, yes, and uses she/her pronouns. You can't say she's a she's a woman. She's non-binary, but you can say she is a she. Because she uses she and because she uses she her pronouns, right? Yes. I can call her a she because she says I can call her a she. That's that's <laughs> correct. Um, so, but she, so she's so she is bisexual. Yes, which means that she would like both men and women theoretically. But she is neither. But she is <laughs> non-binary, non-binary, which means that she is neither or both of. No, it would be. There yes. is no binary. Yes, right? that's correct. And right? so the real problem becomes maybe she's actually a, not just a bisexual, but she's a non-binary sexual. What if she's an asexual, <laughs> non-binary? She's a <laughs> I am a cactus. I reproduce with myself. Now, if, when you keep going, that, that's just the That's mob. just the mob. If you want to understand why, what my point here is, is that we as a culture have slipped into the darkness, my friend. We are so far down. We cannot, we cannot see... The, the 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 truth is a dot. We can't see it. It doesn't exist. It's it's so far away so, right now. Here, here's the other problem, right? Here's the other problem is that the son the son is definitely gay because because if you're a biological man and you like women, there's no way that you would want to go to a gay comedian. <laughs> well, I don't know much about the comedian and. I mean, I assume that this guy's being so politically correct that he would have said if he was a trans man, because then that would have meant that it's a woman, which means the son could have been attracted to her. But How like, do we even define confusing. queer anymore? I always it's, thought this queer is was what, just homosexual. This is why it's so annoying. How do you define any of this anymore? Like, we're talking about, we keep, he keeps using the word daughter to describe a biological a, male that likes a, women. A boy. <laughs> You can't like I've always said like this is it's the it's the joke right it's it's the joke of right. gender dysphoria yes like I am a woman I'm just a lesbian woman like right that's what I can say as a, as a cisgender I'm just you know what I feel like a woman today and I'm a lesbian I have to change nothing about myself and I get to wear you know high heels if I want like that's it that's basically I can, it <laughs> I can compete in women's swimming sports and expose myself to them and this that's fine because I am a woman it's not okay this is. Uh, I'm a woman that oh. likes women. And we wonder why children are depressed and contemplating right. killing themselves. Here like, is the connection We wonder point. why they have anxiety when there is no, there's no foundation to anything. Everything is quicksand. You know what they do? They sink. That's what happens in quicksand. Now, uh, we're, we're to the point where the, you know, quicksand is slow. Like, you tend to sink slowly. 
like it's called quicksand, which is irony because it's you know it doesn't like you start struggling. You can. It's not like the lightning sand in uh, Princess, Princess Bride. Bride. Yes, totally different. Yes, watch out for the R-U-S's, which spells ruses, which is interesting. Anyway, so <laughs> kind of like this article, <laughs> <It's a> giant, <laughs> um, giant ruse. But like, it's quicksand. So we're to the point now where like you know you've slowly sunk and now the head is just sticking out and death is imminent like that's where we are like yes that what is, is the, going that on is, that is exactly where our culture is right now oh my gosh this is why it's so important to know your word to know the truth to be able to communicate accurately what god's word says because there's hope there's so much hope in just knowing what god has said like there's real value in you because you were made as an image bearer is so much better news than we have no idea how to help you unless you can tell us how you actually identify. And now you, with your self-authentication, will verify what is true about yourself. Like, that's not very hopeful. Like, what happens when I change my mind? What happens when I have a bad day? What ha- Well, there's, there, you know what? Whatever's well, happening. back. <laughs> snip, snap, snip, snap. <laughs> Whatever's <laughs> happening to you is true. Like, it's, it's, it's vanity. And vanity is is just a chasing after the wind. That's all it is. We have to be able to provide the truth. The truth is hopeful. This is not hopeful, as evidenced by the children's own words. Yes. <laughs> by their feelings of wanting to literally die, then live this way. But, but you not know what? so strongly that they're actually committing uh, the suicides at that rate. It's still a you know, second or third well, leading clause. But but they so suicides never follow the rate of suicidal ideations. Correct. That's correct. Yes, this is absolutely true. So, uh, all, all, I, I, would, I would wager that they're that the suicide rates are probably going up as well. We just didn't cover that. Oh part. no, they are 100 percent going up, especially when you correlate it with like you know drug addiction and and you know substance abuse. These types of things are skyrocketing, and then so you have just more waves of anxiety, and depression. Ironically, I think there's just this. I haven't not, look, I haven't I haven't been able to do a study. Well, if the government handed me like a million dollars and said, "Hey, will you do the study?" I will. Well, it's good. You should always hire someone professionals wants, for surveys. If someone wants to let Dr. Fauci know um, that man, he makes he's he's such a good-looking man. He makes my heart stop. Oh, because of the I didn't didn't pick up on that. All right. So um, if someone said, I don't know, I will do the study, but I would find that there's probably an interesting um, acceleration that drugs might have an effect on if you already have suicidal ideations to then committing suicide. Well, they only fund gain of function. So, oh, oh, you know, it would have to be a gain of function. Well, what if we consider the drugs the gain of function to suicide? We would need a lot of dogs. Would we we remove their, their vocal cords? Well, I mean, unless you want to hear them all the time. Yeah, they're just, they're just annoying. We're just going to do that. <laughs> Sand please. Being a man of Issachar means being able to accurately understand the times and also apply the word of God. So just in just in the, the gender dysphoria area, the hope of and truth knowing that God has made you, and yes, sin will corrupt, but you can overcome sin, not by yourself, but through the power of the Holy Spirit, because Christ has died for you. Christ has become the sacrificial lamb. Like There's hope here to let you know that God has made you in his image, and that's way better than being confused about what kind of genitals you have or what kind of clothes you like. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it brings such a, the, the identity level issues that the scriptures deal with as far as who we are apart from Christ, 
and who we are in Christ are foundational to understanding who, who we are and how we interact with this world. I mean, the scriptures are nothing but clarifying on these issues and we don't have to live in confusion. We can live in clarity. We don't have to be so consumed with determining or trying to figure out where I fit on the rainbow flag. We can just look at the scriptures and gain clarity as to what is actually real. We don't have to worry about that stuff. The world has enough problems of its own without you questioning what your gender is. Well, yeah, absolutely. This is why, and all of this is why Paul says that we hope in hope, that our hope rests in hope. The idea there is that God is hope. And so our hope is, is, uh, pops. God is love and yeah. love is love. God don't, is God. Stop it. Don't, don't do this. Pops, uh, pops <laughs> a great object lesson with ladders and, and how like if, if hope is a ladder, right, we, we can't let, our hope can't be in someone else or in ourselves because a ladder just will fall at some point. You know, you'll get to a height where another person can't support you and you will fall. You, you, you can, unless you're really good at stilts, like weird stilts, you'd be, then maybe you can support yourself, but like eventually that balancing act, you get tired and you fall. And the reason God being hope, it's, it's such a, it's a self-existent hope that we can rest on such a secure wall that that our ladder leans it on an immovable structure our hope is in hope it's why it's why the author of hebrews says that christ is a sure foundation he's our anchor an anchor in in as a boat in a storm that's what christ is and when 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 we think about it our we are in christ and so our anchor is not not just around a rock it's being it's absorbed in the rock of christ it's immovable these things are so so solid they provide the the substance for all of life to unfold around them. And that's what allows a, a Christian to go through hardship and, and not lose heart. It's because this isn't all there is. This is, there's so much more to it. There's gotta be more to life. And on that note, <laughs> I don't know. In other words. This has been episode 101, as introduced by the wonderful Waverly Willow. Oh my gosh, she's so cute. She is so cute. Still crying, you just can't tell. Maybe Jaeger should put it at the end of the episode, too. Yeah, he should do both. Yeah, well, maybe he should just sprinkle it in a couple times throughout the middle of the episode as well. No, you can't handle that much cuteness, Just do a hard cut. Nope. It would literally overwhelm the internet. People would die. It would be horrible. We People, can't do that. You know what? That would be. We'd it's been, too much we cuteness. It's too much cuteness. We would feel terrible for Someone would be listening. Well. They would hear the cuteness too much. They would faint. They would drive off the road. We can't be responsible yeah. for this. And then Vice is going to put out an article. Yeah. Two white cisgender <laughs> pastors No, 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 no. I am a transgender female that is a lesbian. Oh. And enjoy, Then you'll be hailed as a hero. And I enjoy a man's then, clothes. <laughs> Their death, their deaths were a necessary sacrifice. <laughs> oh my gosh! Anyway, enjoy this. Uh, let, let let Waverly take you out. This has been another episode of the Garbage Fide Podcast, and uh, you know what? Y'all need to do seize, seize the, the faith. faith.